production won't be necessary Trying to raise the bar and become legendary I'm a pioneer, I'm a Tyler Perry I'm a Oprah Winfrey, I'm a Chuck Berry New sounds, you ain't gotta hear me But the beat crazy, so I know they feel me I'm a head rocker, I'm a free spirit I'm a Babe Ruth in the ninth inning Knew that I was gonna be something Knew that I was gonna blow Knew the day when my shot came They was all praying I choked Knew it all was gonna pan out That's God playing, no joke You throw me out to that deep end Just know I'm gonna float Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Can't Be Stopped. It's your boy Lewis Thompson. You already know it's DC Don Carlin back again. Lou, 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 yes, Lou, Lou. Look, yes, sir. everybody know what happened this week and how big it was. But you know what? We got to work on our segues. So we're gonna talk about something prior to the big topic. We're gonna talk about college basketball. Because this week, okay. you know okay. what? Hold on, hold on. Let me not even let me not get right into it. You know, you gotta you gotta preheat the oven before you go. I was gonna say you you don't, you don't want to ask how I'm doing. You just want to hop on in, huh? <laughs> you don't know if I'm doing good, doing bad. You know, the people got questions, man. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, you you definitely right. I apologize. How you doing, man? How you doing? Another week. You know, I'm doing uh I'm doing real good actually. You know uh you know. Got some uh, photo shoot opportunities coming up that I haven't had before to expand my catalog. But uh, most importantly in the realm of sports, if y'all don't know, I'm the social media manager for the club basketball team now, you know. We on Facebook with it, Whitewater Men's Club Basketball, if you want to check it out. But, uh, you know, we got the first video up. We got the first uh, pictures up. We got the first inter-squad game done. So, you know, I'm feeling real good, man, and I'm about to... About to head on back to the shots this weekend. Got some family thing to take care of. Got some business to take care of. So, you know, I'm feeling good. Just shout out. Just shout out. So much love. So much love to Whitewater. And obviously everything that you do. Because, you know, the best photographer I know. I am Lewis Thompson. I'm the, I'm the well, best photographer, period. <laughs> nah, yeah, you're not Lewis Thompson. I <laughs> am Lewis Thompson. But y'all knew that already. You know, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. I mean, sheesh, we talking about what we got going on, man, I guess. I guess I'll talk about something, too. Go ahead. <laughs> talk, talk about it. Let the people know. Floss a little yeah. bit. Man, you know everybody. You know what I do. I'm sports all the time, all the time. But uh, one of the things I have been doing, I've been, you know, posted at <laughs> Bradley Bourbonnet Community High School doing my thing there, you know, doing some sport communications. Uh, you know, running some social media accounts, helping them out with that. Um, but really just finishing up my degree and, you know, living the dream every day. I can't complain. You know, love all my athletes, man. Put in a lot of work. I'm proud of them. Yeah. But, Had to get the full name of the high school, huh? I mean. Everything. Okay, I understand. I understand. You know, I mean, they know it, HF. You think I get two uh, letters uh, for uh, HF, but. They cool. Okay. They cool. Alright. Alright. They bet, cool. Bet. Alright. We're not even gonna get into that because I can't even talk. I can't even talk <laughs> right now. Yeah, you Shout can't. out HF you though. Y'all still chewing on that L in football, but you know we're, we're not, not here to talk, talk about, about that. that. Right. We're, we're not here for that. We're here to though. talk about. You, know, you want to talk about uh, college basketball? Talk about it. Yeah. Alright. Alright. So everybody know basketball has been like honestly, it's like a year-round sport at this point. Like, as soon as the NBA Finals was over, you know, I spent all summer watching more ball. You know what I'm saying? 
But, you know, it's it's fall time, so college is getting ready to kick back up November 6th. That's when it all comes back. Um, but, but it's just like something broke today. And it's been an ongoing thing that uh, college basketball scandal and the trial, the subsequent trial for it, you know, a lot of big names been caught up in that. You feel me? I do but, feel you. I do feel you. But none more so bigger, I guess, in the terms of current college basketball than Zion Williamson. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, he got uh, brought up in evidence that it was not used in the actual trial. But, you know, they got a, a alleged tape conversation between members of... Um, here, I'm just going to read the story. Um, it was from Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports. And it was a taped conversation between former Adidas employee Merle Cold and Kansas assistant Curtis Townsend. So, obviously, you know, I'm sitting here like, Kansas? What? Again. No. In- right. Right. That's my As usual, news. Kansas and Adidas always trying to do what they can for their, for their hey, athletes. Anyways. It is interesting Andrew Wiggins signed with, uh, I think, uh, Adidas, you know. And Joel Embiid was on Adidas before he jumped shipped and went to Under Armour. But, you know, right, that's neither right. here nor there. Right. But, look, look. I'm going to finish reading this. It uh, They discussed what it would take to land Zion before he committed to Duke. And I quote, uh, hey, but between me and you, he asked about some stuff. I know what he's asking for. He's asking for opportunities from an occupational perspective. He's asking for cash in the pocket. He's asking for housing for him and his family. And then in response, Townsend, the assistant at Kansas, allegedly said, if that's what it takes to get him here for 10 months, we're going to have to do it some way. Now, like I said, this was not used as evidence during the trial. But, you know, in the court of public opinion, it's pretty damning. Um, And, you know, we're going to keep everybody. We're going to fact check everything. Uh, Coach K said, hey, look. This is a blip. We haven't lost guys because someone cheated. I haven't paid attention to it, referencing the scandal, because I haven't been affected by it. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like this will affect him (laughs) in some way, shape, or form. Like, it can't legally, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. So my question to you is, is that how do you feel like the scandal is going to impact you know, the upcoming college basketball season. It's looming large. Honestly, I think this is going to be kind of... I think this will be more similar to the... kind In in terms of the player aspect, we'll talk about it from a player standpoint and then from a university standpoint. Excuse me. From a university standpoint, I think this has a big impact. I think the government and I think the agency, the FBI, you know, and the higher ups at these universities are really starting to like pay attention to the smaller details that are going on. It's not just good enough to be winning. You need to be winning cleanly. We saw universities like Louisville have to almost clean house pretty much. Uh, we saw Penn State in the past with football had to clean house. Michigan State with Larry Nancer had to clean house a little bit, you know. So I think. Um, Universities are really starting to get their act right now. They can't get away necessarily 
with these things, whether everyone is aware of it or not. So I think this will have an impact on the university, maybe not in the public, but in the private it definitely will. And then for the players, I think this is actually a good thing, weirdly enough. Uh, I think I said before that they had no point for the NCAA anymore for these superstar players, the Zion Williamson of the world, the Markel Fultz of the world who are also in reports, you know, Lonzo Ball, DeAndre Aiden, people like that, right? Right. The NBA is going to make it possible for them to to not have to play in college very soon. And I think this is only going to perpetuate that even sooner. This is just another reason that the NCAA is a hypocrisy and they they don't want to pay their players, quote-unquote, but are always paying their players. I think it's just a bad look on them again, this time in uh, basketball instead of football. But I think it's just a shame that the NCAA keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. Doesn't matter who the team is, doesn't matter the university or the player. The same allegations keep coming up for these high talent players, and the same mistakes are made. So that's my thoughts. Well, okay, look. So from my end, I would have to say I concur. I know for all of y'all that like saying me and Lou go back and forth on stuff, I got to concur. I can't disagree with you on that because when you talk about the upcoming season and you're talking about the fact that, hey, we have to effectively play knowing that any any one of our guys, like this is this is one of the big recruits in college basketball. Um, and Duke got a pretty nice-sized class this year since they got like four of the top five guys in, at each position. You think he was the only one? Because right. multiple names have been brought up. And so for me, I think something that that my buddies, you included, have re- heard me reference more so my my guys from school when we watching football. And I think it just comes down to this <clears throat> systematic failure to enforce the rules. Now, look, is a rule a rule if you don't know it's a rule or if you know it's a rule, but nobody enforces the rule like. You, you driving, right? It's a 30. You go 45 in it consistently. You go 45 in it. You never get pulled over. Yes, what you're doing is wrong, but is it is it cheating? Is it stealing? Is it such and such if you don't get caught? Like, I mean, yeah, like morally it is, but is it? Uh, you know. That's that's up for the court of public opinion. I don't I know I'm not gonna tell people how to live their lives, you know, because I know some people will be you know living a little differently. Right, right. But look, like for me, obviously I'm like this. There's rules in place. If you break the rules, you should be punished. But what happens if everybody breaks the rule? Like, and I know not everybody did break the rule. That's not what I'm trying to say. But when you got Kansas and Duke, and you know, it's not Kentucky. Not Kentucky, allegedly, but you got Arizona, USC, you know, UCLA. Um, when it's everybody doing these things, which one? What is what is the norm? It's like the steroids era in baseball. If everybody was cheating, are you even cheating? Like by the letter of the law, yes. But it's like prohibition. Also, everybody was still drinking alcohol. 
even though it was legal or illegal. So what did they do? Right. They got rid of it. They got rid of prohibition because guess what? You can't arrest everybody. I mean, the legal system's different. I'm not even going to talk about how prejudiced and whatnot that is. But Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> right. We're not even going to go there. But keeping it within sports, if everybody is cheating, you're not cheating anymore. You're doing what you need to do to survive. That's that's competition. That's not cheating. So for right. me, for me, when I'm watching basketball games, I don't want to have to worry about Zion Williamson drop forty tonight. Well, he may be ineligible in ten years, you know, and vacate the wins, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in sports, because they still won. You could take away their banners. It doesn't take away the merchandise that was sold. It doesn't take away the memories that were made, the videos that were shot. I don't care what the record book says. At the end of the day, if I watch my team win, my team won. You're not going to reset that. It's not a VCR. You can't tape it over. And so... Shout out to everyone who knows what a VCR is. (laughs) Yeah, the kids... Talking about the kids. I do feel old now. Now that I work in a high school, it's like, my God... I'm sitting there, and you know, I got kids walking around with iPhone uh, 10, and I'm like, sheesh. When I was, you know, most of my life, I had a, a flip phone, track phone. Then I got an Shots iPhone. Razor. Shout right. out to the OG I iPhone. I never had a razor. I never had a razor. Uh, same, actually. My first yeah, phone was a. Uh, with little LG. Hold on, what you mean? You know, hold on. Don't, don't try and big bank little bank me. You, know, you don't know my life. I went, I never had a razor either. I'm saying like, but uh-huh. you mentioned it and I mentioned it, you know, and I'm, I'm agreeing with you because it was popping. Like, you know, definitely. it's like Yeezys. We ain't got no Yeezys, but we know yeah, that I definitely do not, I definitely do not own any Yeezys, but. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no, it's just like, for real, at the end of the day, uh, to get back to the sport, like to the basketball, <clears throat> I I don't know. Like, what do you do? Because I watched Cliff Alexander effectively have his college, and then it turned into his professional career stunted because of something where they didn't want him to play because they were scared that he was going to be ruled ineligible. Well, Zion Williamson is, you know, these allegations. He was begging, not begging. I don't want to say begging. He's a business. He's smart. I would do the same thing if it was hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line. But you got him saying, hey, I want this money. I'll come here. You pay for my housing. Like, you do stuff like that. Why? Is he going to get ruled ineligible? Or are they going to sit no. because of that? Hell no. Boy, that, right. that, is, that is Zion Williamson. If that boy don't play after all this hype for the past three years, I'll stop watching. I might stop watching college basketball, period. But, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to do that to him. He too big. Right. Right, okay, okay. So you, you giving me a nice little segue. Look, that's like the topic. That's the topic of the, of the day, segueing. We're going to segue on into, so for the elite guys, the rules are even more different? Absolutely. That's life, though. Why, let's not act brand new. Right. The elite, the prestigious, the people of power get the power. But what I'm saying is, is that that the NCAA, I'm just holding them accountable to all the stuff that they have said, that they have done. Um, so why should Zion Williamson get to play 
but like Cliff Alexander couldn't. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the Cliff day, Alexander, Cliff Alexander ain't got no 40 invert. That's why. Cliff Alexander was still a hype prospect. I, I get it, though. I'm not even about to argue that. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm saying, though, at the end of the day, what does it matter? If if Zion Williamson already has an allegation against him, we're supposed to just brush it away? Like nothing happened? So what, in 20 years, they get Michigan and Chris Webber? For what? Because think about it. What really happens? Oh, boo-hoo. You get your scholarships taken away for five years. You get academic watch or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And then do they give back the money that they made? The NCAA? Hell no. If they don't give back the Honestly, money that they made. So what, what changed? I, I think the NCAA, like some of these teams for basketball are starting to pick up that they're not going to be able to get elite talent anymore because I'm telling y'all, I'm honestly, just come to me when you need like anything besides wins and losses. I'm coming with y'all with the facts, honestly, at this point. The G League will be the place for high level talent players between 18 to 20 years old where they go play basketball within the next five to 10 years. I promise you that. There was, the NCAA will start to deplete. I have said this over and over again, and I'm telling y'all, this is what's going to happen. The money is being dumped into the G League. The NBA is starting to invest in the G League. There is no reason to play in the NCAA anymore. I won't say no reason. the coaches. There is no other reason unless you want to play, to play under an elite coach because most say. of them are not going for education. So for that standpoint... If they're not playing for a Coach K, a Coach Calipari, or Roy Williams, what are they there for? I won't say that. I won't say that there's no incentive to play in the NCAA for all basketball players. I want to make that caveat because elite players, I said, you're absolutely I'm speaking right. specifically of elite players. They're players who need to go to college and develop their game, and they can learn a lot by playing with people at their similar guys. level. And it's also guys Deion, that get an education. Like, there are men out there and women. Because that's... Look, I, I feel like we don't even touch on the fact that, like, every single Division One women's hooper is there and they get their degree and they go to their league. And I know there's not the same amount of money in there, but it's like, you got some of the... You know, they I, I feel like they don't go and just get, like, communications degrees. Like, they actually are getting degrees. Like, you know, if it's, you know, developing their skills. And it's like... Because they get to do that, why do we give our male athletes a pass? And what I get it because pass? it's life—it's life-changing money on the line. But I'm also saying like, there's such a pressure for them to go one and done. When it's like, if you don't go one and done, and you allow them to go to the league, then they have the money that they'll never need to go to school. But when you're talking about the opportunity that education provides, I feel like that needs to be separate from our our sports when it comes to like this institution. Because you preach the value of education and then you got these, you know, primarily African-American males that never take advantage of it. They never do. So you preach this is for education. This is why you have the scholarship. This is why they don't get paid. This is that. And, you know. 
but they never use it. So what did you teach them? Because you go to the WNBA and they get their degrees. They are successful businesswomen. You know, I, I, I don't know the study on everything else that they, you know, that they go to school for. But whatever they want to do, they got to do it. Why? Because they don't make five million dollars a year right out of the cop right out of college. I don't think money should be a precursor to not getting an education, not being educated. And guess what? LeBron James didn't go to college, but he's an incredibly smart man. So I feel like that you don't necessarily need to be in school to learn business IQ or to learn skills or to do this and do that. So why do we link them? The student athlete. Why is it linked? I thought that the college thing, though, that's a United States thing in general. We're taught that schools is the way that we need to go to learn everything that we need for our lives when the most successful people in the entire world, most of them, did not go to school. There's a correlation well, between those two things. No, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. School has provided me an immense amount of opportunity. But I'm just saying, like, if I could have figured out something that would make me millions or have been blessed with that I would not have needed it and so for these athletes the elite ones they don't need it so let's stop pretending that they do so in that realm college basketball serves them absolutely no purpose absolutely no purpose and if it wasn't a billion dollar industry they'd be in the league G League D League whatever you want to call it NBA wherever they'd be in the league so I don't know I mean, this is probably the most calmly I've discussed the NCAA because I just really want to make sure I get my point across when I say that I'm tired of seeing the stories of people who should be making millions of dollars getting pimped by the system. And it happens year in, year out. And I get it. You know, there's billions of dollars on the line. And I don't have a problem with them making billions of dollars. I got a problem with them you know, playing us off of fools. I love Kansas and I love college ball. I like Kansas ball, obviously, when they had the Mario Chalmers, you know, the Wayne Seldens, um, you know, the guys that weren't necessarily one and done, the Frank Masons, the Perry Ellis's. You know why? Because I got to actually become a fan of them, not just their recruiting ranking, their star rating. Bring back college basketball. I'm sick of this this pay to play because that's what it is that's what the NBA is for period yeah so, man, I ain't got much to add yeah I mean it's just it is what it is for now till they bring the hammer down but uh hey it is what it is you won't see you won't catch me paying for a college basketball game unless it's in Lawrence Kansas and I'm not driving all the way, all the hell the way out there. So that's how that is. <laughs> yeah, I will not necessarily be the same. If anyone got Badger tickets this season, I will go with you. Um, I am not like Don. I am a hypocrite when it comes to attending games. I will not Sick. pay for it, but I will definitely attend that game. And well, I will yeah. act like I'm a Badgers fan. All right, all right. If anybody wants to take me to uh, Olivet, uh, Nazarene University basketball tickets I will politely turn them down 
There you go. You, you stay true. I, you went there now for it. I I'm just Louis Thompson. You know what I'm saying? So you know hey. you do you, you do you. I'm gonna do me. Right, right. It'd be like that. But now that that's over, you know what it is. We're gonna we're gonna. That's our one topic. That's our number one topic. You know, top of the hour. We're gonna go one and done. You know, now nah, I'm playing with y'all. We going back. We staying in the booth. We staying in the booth. We'll be right back. This is can't be stopped. What's up, y'all? It's DC. You listening to Can't Be Stopped. Me and Lou taking a break from the action, but we'll be right back, coming at you real soon. Hashtag be great. All right, everybody. So we're back. It's time to talk about the big boys. My favorite yeah, sport. I, y'all, y'all sick and tired of me talking about it in the summertime when it's football time and baseball time. I don't care. The best sport on the planet is back. I ain't talking soccer. I ain't talking handball. Whatever your favorite sport is, it does not compare. This is the peak. The NBA is back, boy. Hey, turn up. Get fired up. Get hey, fired wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. So, one of the things you did say, I do got to mention, you said the best sport on the planet. Now, look, yes, sir. I ain't going to front. I ain't going to front. Soccer might have you. Soccer definitely might have you. Like, all the people who really rock with soccer will tell you soccer number one. And I can't argue that. But the best sports league on the planet gots to be the NBA. Got it. Why is soccer potentially better than basketball? I'm talking about the sport. Like, the sport itself. Yeah. Why is the sport more more exciting than basketball? So, because more people believe in something, it makes it more, it makes it correct? No, but, like, how is it better? Like, what are you gauging it off of? I'm gauging it off of the, how do I, how do I best describe it? The thing about the NBA, the thing about basketball right, in general, compared, right, I'm saying that. basketball in general, the thing about basketball in general is every possession, something will happen. Right. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Have you never in soccer? You ever watched soccer? I'm only getting. I've I've watched soccer. I've watched uh, I've watched a solid amount of soccer. I won't call myself like a super soccer fan, but I've watched a little bit of soccer in my day. You know, been around the earth twenty. Wow, been around the sun twenty two times. I've been on the earth for twenty two times. But um, you know. I'll watch a soccer game and for 70 minutes, nothing happens. Wait, you know, they're kicking the ball around and they slide and they they pushing and they faking injuries and whatnot, you know? But now, you in the are... NBA, in college basketball, high school basketball, every possession, even if they don't score, that's a steal, that's a block, that's a fourth turnover. They're going the other way and the other team are going to score. Within a matter of one minute, you can see so much action compared to any other sport in the entire world where those actions make a difference on the actual scoreboard. That's what makes the NBA, that would make basketball the best sport in the entire world. Now look, I'm not even about to sit here and cap with you. Like, I, I think the NBA is the best league in terms of how they represent their players, how they treat, you know, fans, how they go about their media. Like, it's like everything that you ever wanted in the league. But to say the sport 
I think that's just insanely bold. Like, fam, you ever seriously? To say nothing happens in soccer for 72 minutes is disrespectful as hell. Like, there's so much that happens. They just don't score. What happens? What? Are you serious? What happens? Okay. Have you ever watched them play? Like, for like again, I'm not like the yes, I have watched the the, I have watched the average soccer game happen in front of me. But I'm saying like there's so much that goes into just scoring, like the reason they don't score like 10 goals a piece <laughs> is because the goalies are so good or the defense is so good. So there's stuff that goes into it. It's like watching a football game go like and be 14-14 headed into the fourth quarter. Like people did their job right. Like if they don't score, that means the team is doing their job right on one side. But like in basketball, if you see a game that's like 30-30 to 30 at the half, that's like not raw. <laughs> like you would not like that, so I feel like for soccer, that's that's like a defensive game. In order for you to be the best sport in the world, you can't have your defensive games be boring as hell. And I mean, it's boring to you, but that's relative. Like so, but everybody who like watches soccer knows that they may not score a goal. Like it may have to go to PKs. But, like, that 90 minutes in soccer is not like watching a basketball game that they can't score. That's ineptitude if your basketball team can't score. Not necessarily. You the can way the play rules are set up. Against a, that's not true, necessarily. It is. I did the perception that that is true. There are so just good defensive team, teams in the league that can stop so, teams from scoring. We're not so going to act like there aren't. So if there's a team in the league that holds a opponent to 40 points in the first half, you you still watching? Because I know you don't need yes. to be watching this. Look, I'm a considering I just watched, considering I just watched a game that was tied 42 to 42 on opening night with the Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, the 76ers team. I'm not going to get into the whole game, but the 76ers team was a top 10 offense last year, and Boston Boston was a top 10 defense last year, the same way they probably will be this year. It was still a very entertaining game. So, yes, I would still watch. What I'm saying is that that game, that game actually was – it started, they people were commenting saying it looked like they still in preseason. They weren't even polished yet. They weren't even ready. They was looking sloppy. That okay. doesn't like I'm not saying that that doesn't happen in soccer, but like if I was to cut on La Liga, I'm I'm guessing you're not saying that <laughs> about soccer. You know why? Because they never stop playing. Because it's why don't they ever stop playing? The most popular sport on the planet. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But it's all right. You can you're you can be wrong. You've been agreeing with me the whole day so far. So it's stop about it. time you're wrong today. Stop it. Just stop. cut it out. Get some help. <laughs> I've I've never needed help. I've never lost a debate. So I'm undefeated. Right, whatever. Never lost. Shout out to all shout right. to the mentor. All right, all right. Whatever. We off that. We off that. What well, we on to? You brought it up. That 76 to Celtics game. I mean, sloppiness aside, I mean, it was good just to have, you know, the the Celtics back, the Sixers back, two playoff teams, made some deep runs. But uh, I want to take the time. Shout out Gordon Hayward. 
picked you in fantasy for the second straight year. I'm a believer. <laughs> I know that injury last year really kind of derailed it, but this year he getting buckets. Period. So welcome back, Gordon Hayward. Um, what he do actually? Hold on, I got the box for it. Um, I think he scored ten points, like two assists, a couple rebounds, four steals, lockdown defending and making. Start shooting lockdown. Oh, Kyle, uh, that's a stretch. I mean, you say getting buckets. When you say Gordon Hayward will get buckets, what exactly do you mean? Because, you know, I don't know if he's going to get buckets this year. He's going to score a bit. Yeah, I don't know about getting buckets. I think Gordon Hayward about to average 18.5 points per game. Like, 18.5? Like, 18 and a half. Like, for real. Just because when you think yeah, about I, it, I understand what eighteen point five means. Yes, that is okay. eighteen and a half. All right. All right. Yeah. But like it's like this: they got a lot of mouths to feed. Jason Tatum really showed up, you know, last year. And hold on, hold on time out. I think he showed up tonight or yesterday. He uh, yeah, he had twenty three. Led led the team. Led, oh man, Jason Tatum already cooking. So I think that's gonna eat into Gordon Hayward's touches. Uh, he played twenty some minutes, mid twenties. Gordon Hayward. But I think he's going to average 18. Like, he's a bona fide, like, scorer on a team full of them. He should have a lot of easy looks. So, Gordon Hayward, 18. Uh, we'll see. He's more 15 to me, but all right, we'll see. Sick. Sick. I mean, if Kyrie That's not shoot, six. Like, Kyrie shot. If, if Kyrie's averaging 20. If Tatum is averaging at least 16, if Brown is averaging at least 16, 15, if Al Horford is going to average double digits, if Terry, Terry Rozier is going to average double digits, Morris is going to average double digits, I don't know if he's going to have room for 18 because they're not going to be scoring like that. They're not going to average no like 130 points per game. But we'll see. Yeah, indeed, we shall. Like I said, Kyrie out here shooting two for 14. He rusty as hell. He rusty hell. as hell. Um, I don't know about the rust or if uh, the padlock on him. You know, we put my boy Ben Simmons on him a little bit. You know, we right. had TJ McConnell on the boy, you know. Yeah, and yeah. even MB was out there, you know, clamp clamping on his end. You know what I'm saying? All right, but, all right. They you can call it, call it whatever you want to call they it. Was getting, they was getting their ass beat. I'm sorry. Point. Let's let's relax. We had a missed. Let me. When I say we, just so everyone is clear, I'm a Bulls fan at heart. But Ben Simmons, my favorite player, and that's my yeah. number two team. Cause you're uh. Anyway. <laughs> but that funny? Like did. I mean, I, don't I thought it was laugh. No one's gonna laugh at that one. I'm, I'm all happy right, you right. think you're funny. All Anyways, right, okay. okay, all right. Jeez. Um, but the, there were a lot of missed open threes and a lot of giving away opportunity that the 76ers had. Uh, a couple players I think we're gonna talk about in a little bit that I'm not sure how I'm feeling about them. So, uh, I don't, we got a lot. We got a lot to work on. Boston's really deep. That's a tough first game. But what the hell you know, is we? You, what do you mean we got a lot to work on? You heard That's exactly even, what I said. We, my boys, team. my squad, they're my that number two. That's not yes. even your team. That, 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 look, they're two. like, 
They're like my stepson. I love them very much. Just not as much as my main son. I did not conceive wow. them, but I still take care of them. Wow. Well, in my in my opinion, I think that whole that whole stepfather thing is overrated. That's crazy. <laughs> that analogy you making is just not valid. Like it's just not valid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a better analogy. I don't know a better one. I care. I care for everyone equally, man. Not equally. I care for the Bulls most, but right. I care for I Philly mean, like like a number two, man. They're, you know that Philly is like the Bulls are like if we in school, right? We talked about school before. The Bulls are like an A plus, man. No matter what they do, they always right in my eyes. Except Paxton. Paxton is never right. Or Garfield. You know, yeah. they're wrong. But. Philly's like a solid B. I rock with Philly heavy. They're not perfect, but I rock with them heavy. Can you... So, like, what type of... What type of... What type of soft-ass era we in where you got A-team and B-team like this freshman football? <laughs> like, what you mean? You talking about that's my B-team. It's B not team. soft. It's... It playing all your cards, man. You got to play all the cards you dealt. That's so what I'm they, saying, man. So if they win the championship, you celebrating? If Philly win the championship, am I celebrating? I'll be happy yeah. for my favorite player, yes. I don't know if I'll be happy necessarily for like... Celebrating like what? Let's be clear. Well, like I am I going to like say that. like... I'm not going out to Philly to go to the parade, no. Right. But right. I'll be I on know. like... Like Xbox been like, yo, we, you know, we, we got that one. Like Ben got that one. That's cool. But you know, after like a day, I'd be right. good. Right. So you're not celebrating, cause like, obviously, I don't expect you to pop champagne like Chris Bosh. <laughs> no, I I will not be popping any bottles of champagne for Phillies. All those celebration rituals are reserved strictly for the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago White Sox. And okay. the Bears. Okay. Everyone else is, is not of that caliber for me. So, we should be thanking LeBron for this. That That's like a LeBron for effect. Obviously, it's hey. not like a true LeBron effect. Because, like, everybody loved Jordan, I guess. Like, everybody wanted to see Jordan. Or, like, other stars in NBA history. But, like, the LeBron effect was when I first encountered the... I'm a fan of this player. Where he go, I go. <laughs> like, what type of, what type of bull? <laughs> like, <I> just, <laughs> you're sick. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I like a lot of players in the league. Like, I like the league. So I'm watching, you know, I'm following them. But I always make it expressly known, like, that's not my team. I'm just following the player. Like, I'm keeping up with what he does, you know, and. Like, college football players, like, wherever my favorite college players go, I'm watching them. Like, you know, I'll shout out Kansas. Like, go Wiggins, you know, and B. But, like, I'm not really out here talking about let's go Minnesota. Well, I ain't shout Shoot, Wiggins going to need more than just a shout out, bro. I'm not. We off that. We off that. But it's, like, also, too, you got to remember, like, fantasy sports play a role in it. Because, like, obviously I got Cat. So I'm pulling for him to do well because I'm trying to win on my personal team. So I feel like the lines are blurred. But, like, that's why I asked you. So you're not celebrating because so, you're a Bulls fan. You're not a Sixers fan. You're a Ben Simmons fan. Correct. 
Okay. All right. Just, just had to make that, make that known, make that distinction. But uh, you know, one of the things that unfortunately we don't get to, we didn't get to do, cause I'm, I'm recording this way past my bedtime. But we didn't get to see the, the end of the Warriors game, while uh, while we recorded this. But I did gotta make, I do got got some points about them. About the Warriors, though, congratulations to them winning another ring. Third one for the group of guys that was there after they won the first one. Two-peat, two-peat, going for the three-peat. Yeah, uh, you do got some explaining to do, picking uh, a different team to win the championship in your little preview this year. You need what? to talk about that. What? <laughs> you heard exactly what I said. On the 99 page, Yo. written yeah. only by Don. That is not my opinion. You know, I stand in the correct. I stand in the correct side of history, or will this year at least. Okay. Uh, you know, Don ain't Don ain't picked the Warriors to to win the championship this year, and they ain't explain much. It was very a very small description on what will happen compared <laughs> to all small. the other little profiles. So I mean, if you if you want to talk about it, time not the time to talk about it. All right. Well, first off, I did do the preview. Thank you. For shouting that out. Uh, two, it wasn't short. It was concise because you know people don't like to read because their attention spans are shorter than me. So that's on them. But I kept it. I, I had to pick something different. I had to. Not, not because I don't think the Warriors are the best team in the league. Contrary to that. They are the best team in the league. They've been to four straight finals. They have added new pieces that they have to work into, and DeMarcus Cousins is recovering from his Achilles tear. And I just think that it's tough to win all these trophies, to go back, to do all these things without somebody coming up, pressuring you. And I think Houston is going to win. I think Houston is going to go, not win the chip, but they're going to go to the finals. They were this close, and you can't see it right now, but my hands are about as close as they could possibly be. They were literally this close to winning a championship. Well, not winning it, but going to it. You add Chris Paul to that game, obviously he could have, would have, should have. Maybe they don't miss 33s. Maybe they do. Maybe they miss 40. You know, you don't know. But I just think that the addition of Carmelo Anthony is something that would potentially put them over the top because I got him winning sixth man of the year. Like for real. So you, I think. Mel- so you believe that Carmelo Anthony will put them over the top, even though that makes them a worse defensive team, and that was just as much the staple of their organization compared to their three point shooting. It doesn't make them a worse defensive team. He's coming off the bench. Like they're they're worse because they don't have Trevor Ariza, but they weren't gonna have Trevor or Ariza Luke and Bob Mute. They weren't going to have Trevor Ariza and Lou Richard and Mabute anyway. So that was something like, you know, Melo's not hurting them. But I think when it comes down to it, Melo's not hurting them in terms of what they lost. Obviously, he added something. But I think he, I don't know. I'm not about to talk about Melo defense, especially when I don't want to have to look at it anymore. But I will say this. When it comes down to it, they lost a game because they missed 30 straight three-pointers. Melo's getting a bucket, bro. <laughs> Melo is getting a bucket in that situation. Period. If you're telling me that's the difference of between them going to a finals or not, Melo is that difference. Yes or no? Is he not? 
Last year, Melo would have been that difference. This year, it don't matter. So you think Golden State? Well, it all depends on DeMarcus Cousins. Because I ain't going to lie. That boy is a difference maker. But it's a lot of mouths to feed, man. I'm just saying. It's a lot of mouths to feed. And it's a lot going on with them. And it's not all Peachy King and Golden State, okay? Patrick McCall still ain't pulled up. And I'm not saying Patrick McCall is like a key cog in the system. But... Like, nah, I don't want to say key because everybody's key. I'm not saying Patrick McCall is like the end-all, be-all in Golden State. But, but, if we're going to keep it 100, why isn't he going to camp? Like, what is his money. Right, right. But their culture is so strong and, you know, da-da-da-da-da, and this man's not even texting them back. I Texting and love and that's all that all culture don't uh-huh. make your food taste any better that's on the table. Don't make your house any bigger. Don't make your wild any fatter. He want his money. That's what he want. He's won his championships already. He don't need that no more. But what I'm what I'm saying is is that it's a lot of stuff looming over the franchise. Clay might be going into free agency. You know, Draymond might be going into free agency. DeMarcus, we don't know how he's going to play in his first year back. And they're always not wishing injury on anybody. Lord knows I'm not. Hold on, hold on. Got to knock on the wood. <laughs> Got to knock on it. Because I don't want injury on anybody. I'd rather see them play up and win another chip before they, you know, get hurt and lose one. But these are things that do happen to franchises. And when you look at the chemistry with to be seen, you know, I don't know. I just think it's prime to be upset, and I don't think they is hungry. I don't think they is hungry. It's different when you've been to the mountaintop. Like, you got to fight repetition of winning. That's harder than if you hungry. Chris Paul is not a young cat anymore. Like, he hungry still, though. He wants that ring. James Harden wants that ring. Melo wants that ring. You know? I don't know. But that's my take on it. It is what it is. I could be wrong. But right now, tonight, they, as far as I've seen, they were in a tight game with OKC with no Russell Westbrook. It's not indicative of how they're going to be in the long run, but West is not easy. It's not sweet. It's not sweet out there. Period. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is what it is, but speak of the devil. Hot take. Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double for the third straight year? Uh, yeah, probably. You think so? Uh, I don't really know, actually. Actually, I'm going to go no. I think Russell Westbrook does less on the little rebounding side, and I think he go back to his normal stat line of, like, seven rebounds. Because I don't think Nerland Noel is going to get him, it's going to allow him to just like take all them boards. I like Nerland Noel on that team a lot. And I think he will be a really good defensive piece and rebounder for them on the defensive side. So I don't think Russell Westbrook will get the uh, chances. And with the addition of Dennis Schroeder, I think he's going to get less minutes too. So I don't think it's going to be possible for him to average a triple double. Yeah, I mean. Here's the thing. I think he does. I think he does. And I think in doing so, he's going to make it 
he's going to diminish the value of the average of the triple-double. Because if he does it for a third straight year, hold on, I just have to catch myself. That brother is tripping. <laughs> he would be tweaking. That means he's a stat pattern. He's a stat pattern. I'm trying to find the right words to say. We got clean lyrics. <laughs> He'd be a stat padding son of a gun. Okay. <laughs> and I think it just diminished the accomplishment. And you know how I feel about that. Russell Westbrook, what he did is phenomenal. But like Oscar Robertson literally didn't even know he was averaging a triple double until they went back and said, Oh, Oscar, did you know you did this? It's called the triple double now. Like, I don't know. It's kind of cheesy. You know, like records were made to be broken, but like, my God, dog, if you go out there and average a trip dub again, after what you just said, Louis, all the stuff that would be why he doesn't do it, that's, that's crap. That's crap. But hey. I hear what you're trying to say. I don't necessarily think it would, I don't think it would be as negative as you're making it seem if he ever did triple-double again. Maybe in your Not- eyes, because you I don't think it mattered to you that he ever did triple-double the first year at all, because since you literally loved James Harden that year. When he won yeah. the MVP, but um, to I'm me, not... I just don't think it will happen. If it does happen, kudos to him. I think Russell Westbrook is gonna be of a rare breed in NBA history that can do this. Um, they talked but about that... funny enough on TNT if Ben Simmons uh, could do that, and I, think LeBron. I, was, I that's exactly who I thought of. I'm like, there's a lot of players who can average a triple double, but will they? It's a different question. But why won't they? They don't need to. They don't need to be the leader in every category. I think a player that's who a, may need to I'm be saying. that in every category this year, though, and average that triple-double will potentially be Giannis. I think he'd be a player that makes a lot of sense to potentially average a triple-double for a season and be very effective in every category while doing so. Right. But that's just my opinion. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like... If Russell Westbrook goes and does it again, it diminishes the value of it. Maybe not like, okay, cool, he averaged a triple-double. It's always going to be special. He did that. But, like, in terms of, yo, bro, like, he just averaged a triple-double. But, like, if he does it again for the third straight year, it's like, is the triple-double something that you do because of great feet? Or is it, like, a product of a system designed to get him what he needs? Well, like there's been a lot of players that that benefited from the system they were in. Look at Steve Nash's whole career with Mike D'Antoni. I mean, but yes, yeah, I'll give you that for right now because I don't feel like going about it because I'm not about to argue Steve Nash's abilities versus his production because it doesn't truly matter, you know, when you're talking about the system, I guess. Like, that benefits everybody. Everybody could use a good system. But what I'm saying is, is that, like, Russell Westbrook, going out and making it cheese like it's literally cheese bro like if he averages a triple double for the third straight year like as a basketball not just as a purist but as a fan of the game it's like my man's <laughs> play the game like don't be out here just looking for the stats and then going and getting bounced first round because i'll remember this for the to the day i die people was like he averages triple double and they had this record when he was in averaging triple doubles and I'm like, bro. So if he would have got nine rebounds, that would have changed it. No. Like, let's not associate him averaging the triple double necessarily with winning. 
because he got bounced in the first round while doing the triple-double thing again. And that's all that matters, right? Yeah, but in all fairness, I don't think it's I don't think it's correct in my opinion to judge him because of that because like I hear what you're saying like yeah he, the the rebounding thing whatever that's just the way that Billy Diamond want to do thing there you know if Billy Diamond wants to see something different he the coach and he should say something different it's not Russell fine. Westbrook's fault that the team culture has been like okay Russ go ahead and get the rebound then. Considering Philly did the same thing, the Lakers do the same thing. A lot of teams allow their point guard to go get the rebound instead of their big men now. So that's it's just fun. something around the entire league. That's cool, but that's what I'm saying. It's going to diminish the value of averaging the triple-double over a season. Because what is valuable? Stuff that's rare. If it becomes normal, that's normal. Normal not being everybody's doing it, but normal as in it's happening every year. Like... That if it's only Russell Westbrook, I don't think the value will be diminished at all. Of the feet? Yes, it will be. No, wanna... because it's still the same player doing it. So how special is throwing a 103-mile-per-hour fastball now that the road as Chapman does it every single night? It's still special because only a road as Chapman does it. Right. What he does is special. I'm talking about the value of it. When you watch it, you go, <coughs> we know he's about to throw 104. Oh, he does it? Oh, that's fast. Oh, great. But it's not like the first time you saw it or even the first year he was doing it because you still was like, damn, damn. Now it's just like, okay. Like they even have a filter for him. They, you look up pitch count or pitch speed. You filter him out. Like, we're going to talk about, okay, who's the guy that didn't average the triple-double but came close to it and they had a better team, a.k.a. who's James Harden this year? The value will go down, and that's what I think is going to hurt it. But it is what it is. I don't have time to keep going back and forth with you, but I'm going to just ask you this. You got a pair of off-white Jordans, right? What happens when they restock? What happens to the value of your shoe? Does it go up or down when they put out more shoes? It's not the same, but it is the same. I understand what you're trying to say. It's not because it's, but we don't have time to go back and forth. So I'm not gonna <laughs> well, respond. we'll let we'll let them decide. Is Russell Westbrook hurting the value of the triple double? Comment below. You know what this is, though. This is can't be stopped. I am Don Collins, aka Mister Nyon Sports, aka DC, aka whatever you want to call me. I'm Louis Thompson. I'm not whatever you want to call me. I don't slide with that. Call me Louis, Louis, or Lou. That's it. I don't do all that extra stuff. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but good stuff, DC. Uh, another episode in the books. Yeah. I mean, hey, it is what it is. We back. We back at it. Uh, trying to come with more regularity. Trying to do things the right way. As my homie Big Sly would say. Hashtag the Anion way. You know what it is. The only place to go is up. Hashtag be great, baby. We out.